How's everybody doing this glorious day? Yes, I just realized I don't have my headphones, so this might look kind of weird. A lot of you have never seen me without headphones. So, yes, but today is the day after the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. At my parish, actually, today we're having a little celebration for Our Lady of the Rosary. So this is a Q&A just in case you weren't aware. So you ask questions. I answer questions. I'm trying to get the Telegram stream to work. Not sure how that is, how that is working. It says it would like access to my camera. Unable to share camera. Please grant access in system settings. So basically, I'm being a boomer right now. So... Unclick the lock to make changes. Okay, got to put in my password. We will eventually get Telegram to work. Oh, yeah, that's a reminder, actually. Join the Telegram. T.me slash Scholastic Answers for the Telegram channel. T.me slash Militant Thomas for the Telegram group. So make sure ye, uh, ye, make sure you join it or else um, you are wrong. There you go. So grant camera access. I already did. This looks like it's not working. Oh, 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 wait. Is this working? You're sharing your video. Oh, this is working. Share my audio. Is this working? Granting my microphone access so I can speak. Oh, I need to go to settings to grant it access. Okay, I see how it is now. It wants me to go to settings, let Telegram use it. Okay, unlock this. Yes, I'm just waiting for you guys to put in questions. Trust the plan. I am not just, here you go. Boom. Easy now. Microphone. Already gave you access, you big dummy. Okay. Now it should work. Settings. Dang, dude. This is... This is kind of dumb. Let me see. See, I'm a boomer right now. I don't even know what you guys are commenting. I'm still trying to figure this out. I've never, ever done anything on Telegram before. Okay, go back to settings. Mm-hmm. 
I did grant you access to my microphone. This is such a boomer move right now, trying to do this. Yes, you have access to my microphone. Hmm. Okay. Share my screen? No. Oh, let me see what the live chat's doing right now. Debate with Jay Dyer? Bro, trust. Debate Jay Dyer. Why would I debate Jay Dyer? It's like, how do I, how do I put the analogy correctly? It's like debating... Hmm. I don't know. It's like it would be like debating a Jadar video. It would like it, what I could do if you wanted me to simulate a Jadar debate with me is get a Jadar video, play it while I try to debate the video. That's about how successful a Jadar debate would be. Are we live? Are we live right now? Let me let me see. I'm trying. I promise. I'm trying. Oh no, did I end it? I did end it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's just not letting me. This is lame. Well, I guess next time I'll figure it out. Because it says that I'm live right now. It says that we're live right now. Eh, is what it is. I will leave and I will end it. Okay. I will finally start answering your questions now that we're five minutes in. You know, it's story time because I was reminiscing earlier. And I know you guys love it when I tell when I tell stories. So I hate dogs. Just uh, just uh, starting out with that. And if Lexi are watching Seething Cope, I don't like dogs. So growing up, we had this beagle. His name was Buck. Our beagle's name was Buck. He was actually the only dog I've ever liked. So we had him, got him when I was really young. I think he died when he was like, I don't know, 12 years old. So lived a long and happy life for a dog. He died very sadly, unfortunately. We'll never see him again because animals don't resurrect. Uh, you can see the uh, scotists out there. So he died. And my parents wanted to get an older dog for my sister to have, um, like for a few years, like that kind of planning that the fact that he would die before she leave, left high school. So you didn't have to like keep the dog after my sister left. So uh, we got a dog, Jack Russell Terrier. His name was Black Jack. And the reason this dog was like 13 years old at the kennel is because uh, his former owner was this old lady. And Black Jack, that was the dog's name. Black Jack got out of the house and would like and went to the neighbor's chicken coop because i lived in farm country remember so this neighbor had a chicken coop in blackjack this jack russell terry it was like this this tall like maybe this by this like very small dog this dog got into the chicken coop and killed 50 chickens like just massacred all of the chickens like this tiny dog i have no idea how he did it, it must have took him forever like going after all of these chickens. It was crazy. This dog was just terrible. I hated the dog. It was uh, like no redeeming qualities of the dog. He ended up going like blind and deaf. It was just, it was just terrible. And then he had this heart murmur and, and the vet was like, oh, you need to pay like $1,500 for this surgery for this. Like he was like 16 years old at this time for a 16 year old dog. 
He's going to die in like a year anyways. Why would you pay $1,500 for a surgery? And this dog ended up dying. He got hit by a car. Didn't even die from the heart murmur. So, yeah, that was, that, that's been my history with dogs. Do not like them. But we thought we thought Blackjack was going to be cool because, you know, he killed all those chickens. Like, that's a very, like, boss move for a dog. We thought Blackjack was going to be going to be like an amazing dog. But no, he was just a jerk. He was a huge jerk. As the, the neo-pagan manualist butcher, the final Europa was about to murder the true nuance of watermelon sandwiches, Henry de Lubac solemnly proved the banana mayo sandwich is superior with its essence. Very true, King. So are the reformed scholastics worth reading? Well, this is the, the advice I give to everybody when it comes to reading a different tradition is to make sure you know your own tradition. And I mean, if you're going to read the reformed scholastics, you should be at a very high level of reading within the scholastic tradition as it is already. So for 99% of you out there, I'm, I'm sure there might be like three of my followers where this is true for, but the rest of you shouldn't read them. Uh, you should, and, and if you if you do read them, make sure you get permission from your spiritual father. It's very dangerous to read heretical books. So I would, uh, yes, they are worth reading, but only if you are equipped to read them. Most of you uh, probably not. Or if you do read them, um, there's certain areas like the Trinity or doctrine of God or uh, something something of that nature where it would be okay, Christology. Uh, although there are some uh, issues with their Christology at some points. But yeah, most of the time, no, just, just don't read them. Just stay away. Um, predestination is also okay, uh, contrary to popular belief. Um, there are some good works in some of those areas because they do provide a a different not not different but a distinct method of doing theology than the medieval scholastics they they have a strong influence from humanism so they're very interested uh, when it comes to going to the the sources of dogma and proving the propositions of the faith from the sources of dogma so from sacred scripture and from the fathers they're very interested in that task so it can provide a different flavor uh reading them and it can be very helpful uh, in those aspects but for a normie out there, don't read them. You'd lose because you don't have the noose. So true. Like debating a wall. Yes. What's up, Wagner? What's up? I hate dogs. St. Dominic. Wagner. Ah. Yes, because um, Dominic is it's um, Domini uh, Canes which would be uh, the the hounds, hounds of uh, the Lord. That's what the Dominicans were, were known as. And St. Dominic's, I think it was St. Dominic's mom had the, had the vision of hounds with torches, and that's what the, the Dominicans were. So, Can Catholics pl play Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know. I don't even know what Dungeons and Dragons are. Heard about it, but uh, never played it. So no idea. I'm surprised the chickens didn't fight back. I know, right? That's that's what I'm most shocked about. Is like this tiny dog. Like the chickens probably could have just like pecked them, pecked them to death. But no, the chickens just sat there and let them slaughter them. It's kind of kind of bad.
Which is better, rosary or divine office for the laity to pray? And how come saints and theologians hardly promote the office compared to the rosary? I, I think I already talked to you about this, but the reason that the saints and theologians are going to promote the rosary for the people is because the brute fact that the office is in Latin, why would you be, why would you be promoting something that the people can't really even read? It wouldn't make sense. And most of the people also uh, had very uh, strenuous jobs too. So again, why would you really be promoting a lot of, uh, a lot of this stuff that would be against their vocation in life uh, that wouldn't be uh, prudent for them to do. Uh, but you do see uh, the third orders praying the little offices. So the little office of blessed sacrament of the little office of St. Dominic or the little office of St. Thomas, the little office of our lady, there'd be uh, many different uh, iterations of that. So yeah, of course it makes sense that they would be promoting the rosary for the people to normally pray. Uh, it, it really is only recent that we do get the phenomenon of, of laity praying the office. So it's a bit anachronistic to ask those theologians, hey, is it, is it better for the lady to pray the rosary or the office? Because the lady wouldn't really have been able to pray the office. So it it is a bit of an odd question to try to ask of them. But theoretically, uh, when it comes to uh, reasoning, reasoning from the various attributes that come with uh, thinking about the nature of the office versus the nature of the rosary, it's going to be uh, better if you are able to pray the office, that's why the church, when it comes to her ministers, requires them to pray the office. But there isn't a strict requirement, except for um, for certain cases, to pray the rosary. So, bruh, invite me. Okay, Dende, 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 chill, chill, chill. I will invite you. Okay, okay, okay. Look in, look in Militant Thomas. It's there, Dende. Dende's like messaging me. Dende's calling me every three seconds. Cry about it. Like a bunch of videos about you know, use of it. I've been reading a lot about Padre Pio a lot. Yes, I, I, I haven't been as much reading about the lives of the saints. I should probably do that more. Now that you you remind me, I do occasionally listen to the um, Census Fidelium. They have their thing where they read uh, what's his name's um, lives, Butler's Butler's Lives of the Saints, and I occasionally listen to them. I really do like uh, learning about the lives of the saints. It's something which really interests me. I just need to introduce that into an appropriate um, appropriate time during my my devotional exercises, because you know you kind of you have to have like a solid sort of ordering. And if you introduce something too fast or you introduce something to excess, then it's going to be damaging to the spiritual life. How is it going, Dende? No, no way you just put Wait. this in the... What? Hear you. What? Rip. Let me go get my headphones. You, you talk to them about something, even though I can't hear you. Okay. Hi. Are you still learning about the saints? <clears throat> I you I you used to make a bunch of videos about Pope Pius X. I've been reading a lot about Padre Pio a lot. 
Um, I guess this is intended for Christian, but there's, do you have, um, the book? Hold on. Let me see. Padre Pio's spiritual direction for every day. I have this book. I haven't used it, but I got it in order that I might use it. Uh, and I looked into it a bit and I think it's just like, readings for every day and it's like it's only like a paragraph or two so if you're interested in Padre Pio pick up that book um the book is called again Padre Pio's spiritual direction for every day so cool cool stuff <sighs> oh Zach Rome donated $5. Dende at Dende Ethnicity Reveal. Um, I'm Southern Italian. I can yeah. hear you now, Dende. Okay. What have you been talking about? Uh, St. Padre Pio. Oh, somebody sent a super chat. Yeah, I just pointed that you. out. You cringe idiot. I pointed that out already. Destroyed, oh. demolished. Well, I just heard you. Reduced to atoms. Wait, what did what did he? What was the question? What? Really? There wasn't. I just there sent five dollars. Oh, that was you. Oh, what? that's not me. Oh, why would that be me? You just said I just sent five dollars. No, I didn't. He just sent five dollars. It's oh. not me. I don't. I wouldn't give you money. What do you? What do you think I am? That's true. Oh yeah, you and you are Archduke Dende. Yeah. yeah, so Zach Rome, send your question. No question, just dono. That's what he said. Oh, absolute king, king moment. King oh. moment. Appreciate the work. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, and also, if anybody... Uh, I forgot to always mention this. Uh, one YouTube member thing, uh, if you want to join that, I'll answer all your questions. Also, if you're a patron, just kind of like put a P next to your questions. If you put a P next to your questions, I'll just trust... Trust the plan, and I will uh, make sure I answer your questions as well as I can. But yes, what what do you think about the whole question about the the rosary and the office? What what is your take on um, that? Like, so okay, like the the rosary is more of a uh, like a lay thing. Um, I don't really know of anyone that really prays the divine office. I mean, you can. But it's a kind of a rare thing. Uh, the rosary is a lot easier, and it's just like, and you know, I don't know. Like it's 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 just like what's yeah. average. So yeah, I, I do know. I would just I, do the rosary, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, my take is is that when it comes to the divine office, there's something which is theologically important. Uh, that that sets the divine office above and beyond all of the prayers of the rest of the church. Like St. Alphonsus Liguori will talk about how one pater prayed in the divine office is better than a hundred prayed outside of it because uh, there's a participation in the entire uh, prayer of the church in the heavenly liturgy when you when you pray the divine office. So since it is the public prayer of the church and you are participating in it in the divine office, that if you can, uh, you should, and you should... Um, you should prioritize that. And I think I, I do think that most normal people uh, could at least do like um, morning and evening prayer. I think that might take like 30 minutes 
Uh, if you're doing it alone, I mean, if you're doing it with your family, it's going to take longer because, you know, family stuff. But, so, yeah, I personally uh, I personally do uh, pray the divine office. By the way, uh, now that people can, like, read, uh, sh- should we go back to, like, Psalms? No one really does that. What do you, what do you mean go back to Psalms? Like Like praying the Psalms. Like, no one does this. Well, I think actually, uh, ironically, because we're able to read is really what hinders a lot of that stuff is back then uh, people would have like a lot of stuff memorized. I mean, even myself, because I uh, I do pray the divine office, there's pr- plenty of scriptural prayers like the um, like, Lord, now let us thou thy servants depart in peace according to thy word, like like pray- prayers like that, um, that you just. You just eventually, um, because you say them daily, or some of them you say them weekly, some of them you say them monthly, uh, you, you just eventually are, uh, it, it kind of infuses uh, your your language and your prayer life a lot better. So I think uh, because we're able to read and because we're able to kind of have stuff out there in front of us, that it's actually been detrimental to the prayer life of the laity rather than helpful uh, because people just kind of uh, more haphazardly or randomly go about things because we have so many options. People, I, I mean, I'm sure you, you see it all the time with people that they just kind of skip back and forth between things and never really keep a disciplined role uh, rule or back in the day, people kind of had like one or two options. So they just keep the same option throughout their whole life, which is uh, much more helpful. I, I don't think anyone was memorizing all of the Psalms though. Like I don't No, think... no, no. They they weren't memorizing all of them, but there were principal ones that they would memorize. Yeah, ever yeah, like twenty three is pretty easy. It's yeah, like... or like fifty one. Uh they like the some of the penitential psalms and they, they would just have representative psalms that they would memorize. Or there would be a like the Venite uh would be another one that would be memorized. Um true friend. <laughs> well, and if and if anybody does want a good book um on the rosary hugans uh hugon uh, however you pronounce his name i don't care bro hugon hugon hugans hugon hugan i said hugan not hugon so wow however however you pronounce his name dude i don't i don't have the <laughs> the luxury of having basarian uh talking to me every three seconds just, just hugon literally easy dude you know foreign names are hard to pronounce so dude it's ju- it's literally just like so e- bro Hugon, it's french Hugon, it's, dude. dude it's real. dude french words are hard to pronounce dude real dude i dude. always mispronounce oh, french actually, words uh, i mispronounce french words that's why i talk about gary go lagrange every day every single second of the day i can pronounce the Cry. longest french last name ever but not Hugon. Real, real. <laughs> Reginald Marie Garrigou Lagrange, dude. Real, real. Trust. No, right. but continue. I don't really need to. You don't really need. Actually, you kind of do need to know. Continue, uh, continue the questions. Okay, okay, okay. But just no, no. I'm just saying, if anybody needs to uh, needs a good book about the Rosary, his Saint uh, Hugon's uh, Sanctity uh, through the Rosary is a really good one. Uh, it's completely free online, already typeset and everything. Uh, if you just, if you just. Uh, look that up and grab it. Uh, each one of them is a good meditation, uh, and, and they're very theologically rich because Hugon was a good uh, philosopher and theologian. So, uh, okay. So, how do you understand the Trinitarian processions having an order? Is there a truly before and after? Since this is out of time, I'm having trouble understanding how we talk of the Father generating. 
That's a good question. So there's a twofold distinction when it comes to the way in which we speak of order. So yes, there is an order, which is why we're truly able to speak of the first, second, and the third verse of the Trinity, which, by the way, uh, the Greeks, because they deny the filioque, cannot actually consistently speak of a first, second, and third person of the Trinity. So we can speak of first in order of time, uh, in order of temporality, which you were talking about, like, I first picked up my coffee cup and then I put my coffee cup down. And then we speak of uh, what's called an order of nature. So with an order of nature, uh, we can uh, conceptually and also uh, there, there is a foundation in reality for speaking of um, a, a, a cause coming before uh, its effect. So if we think about uh, the, the famous example that Aristotle is going to give for an order of nature. So if he said if there was an eternal foot which was um, pressed into and uh, pressed into sand, there would, the, the foot still would have caused, and we can still speak of the order of nature with the foot causing the footprint in the sand, even though there was no point in time where they were, uh, where they were separated. So when we speak of the generation of the son from the father, then what we are what we are talking about is the, the the father existing naturally in the order of nature and conceptually before the son, and then the father and son uh, existing conceptually and naturally before the spirit. But this isn't something that takes place in time. It's something that is always eternally happening. So if you go back to the at least my favorite uh, example, or at least my favorite analogy when it comes to thinking of Trinitarian processions. If you think of the uh, the pool of water and then the the stream which is flowing from and then the, the pool of water at the bottom, the if we think of it something eternally happening, uh, we, we're, we're not thinking of a certain uh, point in time where the pool was at the top and then over time it came to the waterfall and over time it fell to the bottom. No, the, the water is, is there uh, at all times, but it still doesn't mean that the processions aren't truly happening. So I hope that, uh, hope that helps. Dende, do you have anything to say? Um, I'm kind of hungry. You're kind of hungry. Yeah, that's cry about, about it. it. You know, oh, on, on Saturday, on Saturday mornings, I make blueberry pancakes for the family. I know. I saw. I saw the, the the Twitter post. I saw the Twitter post. I commented on the Twitter post. I replied your comment on the Twitter post. And yeah, yeah. And do you know? Do you know why? Son. Do you know why? Um, do you know why we have pancakes what? on Saturday? Real. You don't know why. Blueberry pancakes on Saturday. Do you know why? Uh, don't don't tell me why. Don't tell me that why I think it is. Dude, it's because Saturday is Our Lady's Day, so you have to have something blue on Saturday. Like oh, I thought it, I thought you were gonna be like, bro. It's uh, it's like unrisen, like unleavened or something. <laughs> so true. I, that's Look, what I thought you were gonna say. Those are blueberry pancakes right there. And wait, wait, scroll up, is, scroll up, scroll up. This is scroll. Augusta. What? What's that? What's baking? what? Is that baking? Baking soda. Soda. Yeah. Baking soda right there. Then there's some butter right there. Yeah, this is this isn't baking soda for eating though. This is baking soda for like Dude, laundry. Um there's Why are you wait, right what? There. Wait, why do you have it there for eating then? No, uh Lexi I don't know. Lexi was filling the baking soda container for laundry. 
and she keeps it up there. I, I look. I don't know. I don't what? know how baking soda. I don't know how baking soda works, dude. This is. Um, I, this is okay. I'm, I'm sorry to put this. This is like mildly concerning. Like <laughs> what? What? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't use the baking soda in like cooking. It was just sitting there. It happened to be sitting there when I took the okay. picture. I used yeah. the baking soda, which is up in the cabinets, the one that's used for cooking. That's the baking soda All, which is used yeah, for laundry. Dude, I didn't. I totally did not use the baking soda which by the way i need to make the pancakes the one right next to the butter and like all the other stuff i didn't use that (laughs) (laughs) i promise i didn't dude i promise no it's like it's like really hard like i wouldn't be able to get like i wouldn't be able to get the teaspoon to like like get any of it dude real i dude believe Okay, so what is the reasoning for Eucharistic adoration? Seems like a late development in the Catholic Church since the church fathers don't mention it. Okay, I mean I know I know there's like the quote everybody brings up from uh what is it, Basil or is it Saint Cyril of Jerusalem? The one about where they kept the Eucharist in the golden dove and then everybody adored it. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about? No. Okay, well, let's pretend that doesn't exist. So I think the the arguments I, I would ask the Orthodox. What is the reasoning for the venerating of icons since it seems like a late development in the Catholic Church since the church fathers in the earliest moment don't uh, don't mention it? Uh, it the, really, the reasoning is going to be the same. I mean, you can you can really cope. And I think it is a cope to to pretend like there is insanely early mentioning of uh, veneration of icons. It seems like a practice which has developed over time, a good practice, mind you. Um, but when it comes to Eucharistic adoration, it really is just a um, it. it it's just a development of the church's theology. So the church had the theology of Eucharistic adoration from its very earliest days. And it really uh, was, was over time that the practice was actually uh, put into practice. Um, it doesn't contradict the theology of the church, though. It's a, uh, it's a good and noble development and we can do it. Uh, you don't really have to rigidly have this antiquarian view of liturgy where you have to do exactly the way that things were done by the apostles. And you can't uh, have any good developments off of that when it comes to worship. Um, I think that it started getting like, uh, I literally just like looked it up and it seems like they started like really enforcing it or really doing it a lot more. Like after like uh the 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 Eucharist controversy with Gregory the Seventh. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know there was like a bunch of bishops in France that would like deny uh like transubstantiation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like that's when they really started to ramp it up on Eucharist. It existed before then, but and like ten in like ten fifty is when they really started ramping it up, and it became popular to reinforce the doctrine of like transubstantiation. Yes, yes, yeah. and I mean, really, what you would have to do is you would have to argue theologically for me why this would contradict the theology of the church, because I'm sure I'm sure we can all think of plenty of examples of liturgical things that weren't done by the apostles that we all do, even in the Eastern Rite. Yeah. Okay, so uh, have you any thoughts about apologetics aimed at modern pagans and spiritual but not religious types? You might laugh, but there are more of these people than there are atheists and agnostics. Um, uh, when you say – can okay, and you should clarify. When you say like pagans, are, do you mean like – because there's like two kinds of pagans, right? Christian, are you good? 
You're lagging what? so hard. You're lagging. I'm lagging? So yeah. Bro, I'm so good. Go cry. Cry. I'm okay. not lagging. You are. You actually are. Anyway, actually, so you have to clarify. When you say pagans, do you mean like Wicca women? Like women pagans? Like whatever? Or like I play Hoi 4 pagans? Like those kind like like what do you mean? You have to clarify. Um because there's like the the men pagan and then there's like the women pagan. Like, oh, I like Wodan or like I believe in like the 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 whatever it is. The um the star like oh stars. they 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 like manipulate how I do stuff or whatever. There's so many you have to clarify. But uh the re the reality is um just point out how stupid it is. Like just laugh. Just point and laugh at them. <laughs> That's kind of it. Just kind of point and laugh. <laughs> um, but for the spiritual or not religious kind of people, um, that's just people that have like grown up outside of a religious uh outside of a religious kind of society. Everyone is like that. Like every kind of like the reason that you see so many spiritual but not religious people is because they're like atheists but they're not obnoxious so they'll admit that there's like a high probability of god existing so like yeah um i don't really know how you would go about talking to them just kind of ease them into it you know don't obviously don't start with anything like too like heavy just uh if, if i mean if it's like your family you could always invite them to church but i don't really know i don't have a lot of a like do you do you know do you know do you have any experience with getting like religious sorry spiritual, spiritual but not religious, but not religious people? people yeah i i don't know i think what we can do is uh for them at least show them our mystical tradition because really our mystical tradition is going to be greater than anything that they've ever uh the the sort of demonic uh nonsense that they engage in uh and and i think a lot of this has to do with the sort of modern notion of the affections as uh, it all, all, goes, all goes back to uh, to voluntarism and SCOTUS, uh, to boom, to boom, to boom. Um, putting putting um, the affections as simplicator uh, more worthy as the intellect, and then the intellect having uh, no sort of play in anything. I do think that we get we have we do have a rich tradition, especially in Dominican theology, of being able to speak of the the sort of um, the sort of central place that the intellect plays within uh, the spiritual life, and the fact that yes, it, it does actually matter what you think when it comes to the spiritual life in particular. And if you want a good resource uh, for this, read the introduction to uh, Gary Goulagrange's commentary on the One God, his commentary on Prima Pars. If you look in the introduction, there is a place where he goes over the uh, various ways in which uh, the the study of theology helps in the spiritual life and the ways in which the spiritual life helps in the study of theology, the sort of mutual dependence that they have on one another. So, yeah, I would, I would suggest checking out that. So true. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through all the comments and star the ones I want to respond to. Bro, St. Luke venerated, painted and venerated the first icon. Do you believe that? 
Dude, we you have asked me this question before, and I have answered yes before. <laughs> Bro, cry, cry. I think I don't think it was like in the style of an icon. I think it was just like a painting. Like, why is this a big deal? I don't think like people venerated it. Bro, I just think it's literally just like a painting. Bro, it's it's like kind of ridiculous, you know? Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Okay, real. Okay, so does Eucharistic adoration deny material sufficiency? No, it doesn't. Because uh, uh, material sufficiency doesn't claim that every single liturgical practice needs to be founded on sacred scripture. Uh, what it does claim is that every single uh, dogma of the church is found in a certain mode in sacred scripture, whether it be explicitly, implicitly, uh, virtually, uh, d- depending on um, the various ways in which something can be revealed. Boom. Boom. Debunked. Debunked. I just ate a bunch of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm a bit tired. What error, which level of error is it to say that the Novus Ordo is intrinsically evil? Bad. Bad error. Spooky error. Scary error. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to answer this question. Um, <laughs> Why, buddy? Why? Uh, you know... Uh, you know, I don't because wanna, I, don't wanna... I, I don't, I don't want to be just like, yeah. If you, uh, if you say the Novus Ordo is bad, uh, you're going to hell. But <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that because that's there not has what to he's be... saying. He's saying there, there has no to be error. Is it to say that it's intrinsically evil? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Answer the question. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, yeah. Look. 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 Okay. Bro, throw in, throw in, throw in a five hundred dollars super chat, dude. Don't answer it. Stop. Cry. Cry. Stop. Stop. We know what? we know that you're just upset because we you don't want anyone at your SSPX parish to see it. We know no, no. we know that That's, you don't okay. want anyone to clip this. No, no, no. Because <laughs> because there is there is actually you, you need to be kind of in in the correction of error, or in at least speaking of people in error, you, you do need to be you do need to have some prudence because there are some people who, due to uh, certain extraneous circumstances, uh, take positions that I would say would be uh, not good. I do think a blanket condemnation of the Novus Ordo as intrinsically evil is an error. I do think it's an error. But I do think when most people critique the Novus Ordo, they don't mean to say, like, oh, yeah, the rubrics are actually, like, the, the rubrics which are promulgated in the Novus Ordo say. Uh, as promulgator, actually uh, intrinsically evil and harmful for the faith. I don't think that's what people are saying. Okay, okay, but that's what—that's his question. If somebody were to say that, yes. well, I'm not sure. I, I'm actually not sure because uh, people do make a good point that the that the promulgation of the Novus Ordo um, wasn't wasn't as strong as the promulgation of the, uh, for example, the the missile of Pope Pius the sixth. It wasn't as strong. So it, 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 do you mean Pope Pius the fifth? Pope Pius the fifth. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Pope Pius the sixth. <laughs> well, so, so Pope St. Pius the fifth, actually Dende cry. So, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so I, people do make a good point is like when you read the promulgation of, um, 
of the missile of Pope St. Pius V. You read that and it's like you will feel the wrath of Saints Peter and Paul. You will like burn in hell forever if you deny this. But if you read the promulgation of the of the Novus Ordo Mise, it's like, yeah, we kind of want it to happen. You know, it's 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 like very different language, which is being used by the church to describe the effects of of denying uh, either of them. So I don't know. I think that's this is a long way of saying that this question uh, requires a lot of nuance and requires a lot of of prudence in how we're going to deal with individual cases. And I don't think that a lot of the people who are scandalized by the Novus Ordo um, and are uh, using it uh, as as a justification for denying it. I don't, I don't think they're in, they're going to be in too much trouble. I do think uh, a lot of it is going to be um, the hierarchs who have been uh, allowing a lot of the scandal to, to come in that, that are going to be judged for this. I don't think the normal, your average normal layman who goes to the church and sees booty pants lector and then uh, gets scandalized and goes to the SSPX or even becomes set of a contest. I, I don't think those people are really going to be culpable for um for what they're doing and not that i think the ssp i think the sspx is in full communion with the church and i myself uh i'm going to be going to an sspx mass later so that's not to say but yeah i i do not agree that the nova sort of me say as promulgated in its uh, original text is something which is intrinsically evil my foot is bleeding your foot's bleeding yeah why don't you go cry about it i why do you dude i am Right now, I'm crying. Tears. Is there any writings by Timothy, Paul's prodigy, available to read? Please and thanks. No. There aren't any. <laughs> although, although St. Dionysius the Aragopite, he... Um, Arag- Aragopagite. Okay, okay, shut up. Aragopagite. Aragopagite. Shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't worry, it's not it's not the worst I've cry, cry. I I I was literally saying, don't worry, it's not the worst. I've heard Aeropagate before. Aeropagate. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So So, no, but there is a uh uh there is a letter from Saint Dionysius to Timothy. So (laughs) Okay, so People who are doubling your questions, I, I did star all the questions I'm going to answer. So if I'm going to go back and and answer the ones that I think I will answer. Okay. I am starring everything. Okay. Dende is an African-American palomite. So true. What? Real. Bro, you know what's so okay, you know what's like so funny? This one guy called like Chungus Maximus, uh his Saint James on the on the on our on our Discord server, the on the uh I will and it, I I already did, I already did. Uh but this one guy, Saint James, Chungus Maximus on, on the Discord server, every single time he comes in call, like he'll just say real, like in like the funniest voice ever. He's got an Australian accent. Rail. <laughs> so Rail. No, he, he just goes real. Like it's so funny. Uh, makes me laugh every time, bro. Uh, bro, this okay. <laughs> this was the funniest one. If Catholicism true, why do you not chew the cup at communion? That what? one's hilarious. You've never heard that one before. What? Well, basically, uh, like a common trope amongst Baptists against Catholicism is like, well, actually, guys, 
when you're reading our Lord, what he says, if you want to really take the Lord's words literally, he says, this is the cup of my blood. Therefore, you should be chewing the cup as Jesus's blood, not the drink the wine. Real. Real, real. The yeah, they don't realize that's blood. like cup is just an idiom. Uh, well, no, it's a synodic uh, key. Do you know how to pronounce that word? Synodic key. Synodiki. S Y N D O C H E. I don't care. Synodic. No one cares. Yeah, but that's basically a word f- uh, when when you use like a part of something to refer to. Like if you say like Chicago won the Super Bowl, uh, you don't mean like the entire city of Chicago won the Super Bowl. You mean the Chicago Bears won the Super Bowl. Like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, is it is it the Bears that are the, the Chicago football team? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, W. Dude, you're literally you literally are married and you grill and you don't even know this. Bro, it's because football happens on Sunday and I actually keep the Lord's Day, so cry. You can watch football on Sunday. No, no, I'm a I'm a rigorist. You're not though. New you're new not. Patreon, great channel. So so true. Become a patron at patreon.com slash militant tomist. So true. So true. I'm a I'm a patron. Bro, okay. you just made you just made fun of people who gave me money, like like what? No, I didn't. I never yes, made fun of them. You were like, I would never give you money. I I yeah, was like, throwing because I do. I have I would given never you give money. your money. I have. That's why I said it. It was like memeing. I Den, was I'm telling you guys, Dende's Dende's rich. Dende's like real. Dende, Dende, Dende real. funds Scholastic Answers. I'm telling I you, I don't. I can, Bro, but he I don't. Funds it. He funds it. He's rich. I can, Dende's but I rich. chose not to. Dende's, Dende's dad is a millionaire. Real. That's what Basarian told me. It's, so it's true. Dude, because he, because I gave him like $7 once and he's like, wow, you're rich. <laughs> like, m- m- like poor third world nation Basarian be like, <laughs> seven <what>? bucks. <laughs> real, real. I don't, I don't want to dox where Basarian's from, so I'm going to stop. Oh, my gosh. I have the same trouble Reveals. with SCOTUS talk about God foreseeing Christ's merits being applied to Mary before seeing the fall of Adam. But since this is before time, how do we speak of before? Again, uh, like a before nature type of thing. So I think I adequately explained it. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, in the Roman Catholic view of justification, what is the purpose of the obedience of Christ in contrast to the reform? Well, it's because Christ's obedience actually becomes our obedience. Like, not not in this, like, reckoning sort of sense. Like, no, no, no. We actually are baptized with Christ. Like, in Christ's baptism, in that he sanctified the waters of baptism, we are baptized with him. We are actually crucified with Christ. Like, no, this actually happens. Like, we actually participate in the very life of Christ. So, yeah, that, that's that's the purpose of the obedience of Christ. Not some sort of, like... He he did good. Now God see good us. Like no, not not that sort of way. Any comments, Dende? No. Reading comments, slow edition. See, I okay. I have twenty comments. I'm gonna go look at those twenty comments, and then I'll go back to the ten. I, I have ten starred questions. Oh no! What? No. No. Block, blocked, blocked. No. Cry, cry. No. An error occurred. What? It won't let me. Bro, this is why I make you guys mods. Why don't you get rid of them? Sorry. Uh, dude, where, where are, are my mods? Where are my mods? My so mods. how would you, how would ridicule help convert the pagans? Wouldn't they just point ridicule back? No, I, I just mean, I just mean like 
Paganism is a fad. It's literally a fad. What do you fad. mean by that, Tende? Like, okay, all these, like, okay, so the men, male pagans. Are uh, fat. No, they're typically not. Um, they're typically people that, like, okay, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, right? So typically they're, like, ex-trad cats that never, like, had faith but did it because it was mob based and they're like they did that for a year and then like they they realized like oh i'm actually not gonna be like considered based if i do this uh and then they'll just like go to the gym and then be like oh i'm actually like my own god or something and then they'll be pagan it's a really weird like pipeline but i've seen people go down this path like several times um the reality is, like, they're just ridiculous. Like, just point out how ridiculous this is. Um, it's actually sad. Uh, okay, so do you think the... This is actually a good question right here. Do you think the story of the woman caught in adultery is authentic? A Catholic yes. has to. Yes. It was explicitly defined in the Council of Trent that you can't deny the authenticity of it. Like, there was people that were denying it because of some issues with, uh, issues with the textual tradition. But even even if you... So even if you admit that it wasn't written by John, but was something which was maybe added even by John himself, because like if you think about it, uh, the way in which book writing happened back then, I'm sure there was multiple different versions uh, by the same author, multiple different. That sometimes they would add on stories that they wouldn't in others. Sometimes they would kind of abridge it and put it out. So I think that's actually a lot of the reason for some of the um, like parts that we have added to like the end, the longer ending of Mark, for example, where you just have a kind of a, a few. Um, I think it's what 13 verses. There's actually three different versions of the ending of Mark. Um, and they're like, even in different type writing language, it wouldn't make sense to think like, okay, you were just having some random church was just adding this ending. And then somehow it became popular and everybody else just didn't have that version. That doesn't make sense. So yeah. it had to have dated from the origin of it. So I'm sure Mark maybe wrote a few different endings. I'm sure John, um, had a version with uh, with the story added on, maybe another version with not one on. But even then, we can be assured because of God's guiding of the church in their canonization of it that even if it wasn't written by John himself, that it's still sacred scripture. Um, I would say that it's also stupid when people try and do this thing like, hey, um, like, oh, actually, before 230 AD, uh, there's no manuscripts that we have now, which contain like the long ending of Mark or the, the, uh, the, the pardoned woman, but it's like how, okay, fine. How many manuscripts of that gospel do you have before two thirty AD? And it's like, Oh, we have two <laughs> like lol. Like, okay. That's what you're going off. That's what you're forming. Like you're, this is all the gospels that you have like in the, in like the third century. <laughs> every single one of them <laughs> it's stupid dude it's stupid. yeah there, there'll be that, that's also uh, unironically i also think that the um the verse from first john the uh the yohanine uh yohanine is it yohanine or yohanine it doesn't matter i've heard yohanine the yohanine comma um that there are three that bear witness the father the son and the holy ghost unironically i think that was written by john too uh, because I mean, it occurs pretty early in the in the Latin tradition, uh, and there are some pretty early manuscripts that have it. So you can cry about it. Everybody that's like, "Oh no, I actually I just like changing the Bible," like, dude, 
Uh, God has preserved the word. So you can cry. Yes, there's a valid place for textual criticism. I understand that even the preconciliar popes talked about the valid place for textual criticism. And I myself, I have engaged in textual criticism um, when I was, uh, that was something that was uh, taught to me when I was learning Greek um, for seminary studies. So yeah, I, I understand that there's a valid place for that, but we shouldn't be so uh, cavalier and we should understand that if God has led the church to accept a certain reading, that that reading is not against faith and morals. So it's something which is perfectly illicit to use as an authority. It's uh, unironically, the Yohanine comma, even if it isn't from John, is more authoritative than every single uh, church father. Um, oh. So, I mean, so like, why not use it as an authority? Oh, by the way, just saying, uh, to the guy that was asking about the pagan thing, yeah, um, I'm not really sure. Just take it by case by case. If you want to make fun of them and point out how ridiculous they are, like I said, do that. But just be there when they need it. Like a lot of them will end up having an existential crisis or something weird, like where they realize just how dumb they've been. Uh, just, just don't like make them feel like crap after this happens. Like they'll end up realizing how stupid they are. Okay, just, so just be nice. How does robust knowledge of the faith relate to the interior life exactly? Okay, I guess I'll just I guess I'll just say one point. And uh, Father Woodbury, in his introduction to the Summa, mentions this one. So Saint Therese, uh, when when she would she actually wrote in her private writings that she would go around all of, or at least write around, I guess, because they're not really leaving their convent, walking around. She would write around to all of Europe, talking to eminent theologians. And her reason was, is to escape from subjectivism. So subjectivism is uh, the sort of tricking of yourself when it comes to the spiritual life that you think uh, in, in certain ways, feel in certain ways because of some subjective impression when it comes to uh, the mystical union uh, with God. So uh, that can, you can easily deceive yourself. So uh, being able to have a robust knowledge of theology keeps you from deceiving uh, yourself to, to be able to know the certain signs that theology gives you to a proper um, understanding and a, and a proper uh, when being able to discern whether something is true or not uh, that you're feeling because it's very easy to deceive yourself or to have the demons uh, deceive you. Nothing for you, Dende? No. Oh, it's pronounced Shenak, uh, yeah, I can't pronounce that. Shenek, Shenektady, Why do they have to give such weird words when it comes to stuff like that? I hate that. Uh, do you think the other Paul will eventually convert? Yes, when he goes to heaven, he will convert and become Catholic. Cry. What? That's what? that just makes no sense. No. When he goes to heaven, he will. No, he, I, okay, okay, yes, Real. I understand. I, yeah. when he, when he next goes... question, next question. Okay, I will, no, I will explain it. So, has, no, has no, that, has that, bro, no, has, has, next bro, question. Man, man has ignorance, beatific vision. Knows. Oh my gosh. Not, not like going. that he's going to like convert after death or anything. I'm not like an originist. Oh, keep going. Christian, I'm being bullied. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Next one, next one. Okay, 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 okay. Um, St. Augustine seemingly explicitly speaks of Eucharistic adoration. 
Very nice. Impressive. Very nice. Really? Uh, has Matt Frad reached out to you to have you on? I wonder how that works. It seems like he never knows his guests. He doesn't even know Brother Peter Diamond. Uh, he has not uh, reached out to me. Matt Frad, reach out to him. Matt Frad, if you're watching, inshallah, you should reach out to me. You real. That's totally how you get Matt Frad to bring you up. <laughs> inshallah. Nice. Yeah. Impressive. Real. Very nice. Okay. Does signing a prenuptial agreement with your spouse invalidate the marriage and would it be grounds for annulment? I've I've never read that being grounds for annulment. How what about you, Dendi? Prenuptial what is that? A prenup is basically oh, like, a prenup. Yeah, we, oh, I we, know what that is. Yeah, that's dumb. You shouldn't be signing a prenup. You shouldn't be a, you shouldn't be signing it. But I don't think it invalidates the marriage. No, it does doesn't. It? I mean, technically, I guess a prenup could work if you're like separating like physically. Right. Yeah. As long as, as long as like you don't, you don't assume the actual separability of the marriage. Because I mean, if the prenup is like, yes, if we get divorced and I get married to somebody else, then this is going to happen. Like, no, no, no. That, that would clearly display the fact that you did not understand uh, marriage before you're going. Yeah. So yeah, that could be grounds for annulment. But I, bro, don't ask a canon lawyer. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to hear about your mom and dad's uh, issues. Yo, that was, chill. That, was, bro, that, was brutal. that was too brutal. Yo, what the yo, end the live, end the stream. That was too brutal. End the stream, delete the stream, take it down, take it down. End the stream, and I, no, 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 scene, scene. I've actually had people, I've actually had people reach out to me before about like their parents and like, bro, get out of, get this out of here, get this out of here. No, look at the chat, look at the chat bro what is the chat i'm not looking at the chat i'm not looking at the chat oh i'm looking at the what i have starred bro. i'm looking at what i have starred okay i'll look at the chat okay that guy is demonic jadai are so true can you steal man protestants yeah i do it I do it all the time How do we know which Hadith are strong Hadith and others that are weak Hadith? How do Islamic scholars determine the authenticity of Hadith? Ask bro. bro, I have no idea. Tag at Hassan in the uh, Discord. and He'll tell you all you need to know. Yeah, don't ask the question. Just tag bro. at Hassan and he'll, he'll know automatically. Bro, everybody, everybody, that is that is degeneracy right there. That is homosexuality. That is degeneracy. Bro, why, what bot uses that as their profile picture? That's the most like stupidest profile picture ever. Yeah. So everybody out there, report that bot. We're getting it banned. Um, um, My parents aren't having trouble. See? They will soon. Just kidding. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm not playing around. Report it. Report it, everybody. I did report the bot twice. Good. If you're not reporting this, I'm going to ban you. Okay. Now, going back to our starred comments, uh, I've heard actually, apparently all the saints in St. Dominic prayed their rosary daily. I'm not sure, though. St. Teresa uh, of Avila, Teresa de Avila, uh, St. Alphonsus, every saint ever. Most did. Most yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure most did. But I, I think it might be a, a little bit. Stretch to say every single one of them did. 
Yeah. I'm sure there was well, at least well, one that didn't. No, dude. Actually, you're wrong. Like, dude, the apostles pray the rosary. Bro, St. Gregory Palamas, dude. Pray the rosary. <laughs> dude, actually, actually, Bernard of Clairvaux prayed the rosary. He did. No, I'm, he said he said after he said after St. Dominic. Oh, since St. Dominic praying the rosary. Um, I'm not sure how widespread it was. Like, I don't even know how long it took for it to become like uh, like really big because I know I know even before the Council of Trent, uh, there wasn't the second half of the Ave added on, and I think it took many different forms. No, at there first. was. No, real, they just they real, just didn't add the word real, Jesus. Jesus real. was added after. What? What are you talking about? Real, real. History is a weapon. Dot com. No, I wanted to look at history. Of the rosary. I'm going to go on the Wikipedia page. You're wrong. They just didn't add the word Jesus. Really? Yes, the word Jesus was added later. That's it. That's all they added. As far as I know. Bro! My dog! My dog is cringing at this adult dating site thing in the chat. Dude, I hate dogs. You have so, two. I hate them both. Sad. Bro, do you hate dogs with torches? No. Because those are Dominicans, dude. We already went through that joke. So, knotted prayer ropes go back to the 3rd or 4th century. Dude, Jesus prayer. Real. Very true. Very true. Rosary of the Holy Wounds. I need to get I need to get into into the like other sort of um why can't I think of the name right now? I'm blanking. Bro, I'm blanking right now. I'm so mad. Into the uh, the uh, 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 chaplets. I don't know why it took me so long to think of that. Okay. Leo Thirteenth is known as the Rosary Pope. Cool. Didn't know that. Okay. So Thomistic predestination versus Calvinist predestination. No difference. There's... Okay, glad you agreed, Ende. There's a difference. No, there isn't. Cry. There is. There is. You're wrong. Ende, you have never explained to me the formal difference between the two. There's a difference. You can cry. You can cry. There's a difference. You go cry. Next question. Cry. 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 Next question. Okay, people say prots have a single-legged stool. I believe this to be false because they do have tradition in a magisterium. Correct. Depends on which one you're talking about. It really does depend. Like you're like ma like local Baptist or like ma like local like non denom church that just does insanity. Then uh, yeah, yeah, they probably have a single legged stool. But you're like normal, normal like pro. I, you know, I I say normal Protestant like as like historically normal. But let's be fair. Like ninety percent of your Protestants are. Uh, are really not even like within the historical ballpark of Protestantism. And they really are just like, like Hillsong types, you know? Real. Yeah. So depend depends on what you mean by normal Protestant, I guess. Real. What are some children books slash resources you recommend? Um, <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, 
I might get I might get some hate for this, but I don't even really think you need like my children resources. Historically, like if your children wanted to read about the lives of the saints, you just get the lives of the saints that everybody else read and you read it to them. You don't need like a children's lives of the saints. You your children want to read if like, you most children back in the day learned uh, by reading the KJV. It's just normal. Like they should do it. I, Cry about I have it. a I have well I have um a book uh thoughts of uh I'm not even gonna try and pronounce this because it's French. I have a this book, it's thoughts of like Saint John Marie Vianney here and it's literally just like a couple it's literally just like they just go through his sermons and they have like like one or two sentences from his sermons that are like self-explanatory uh and anyone can understand them so something like that might be good that's pretty good i can send you the link to that if you want it yeah i think it's it's like a two dollar book and that anyone like literally like a 10 year old can read this not even like a seven year old can read this and get something out of it. Yeah, honestly, I think when it comes to reading to kids, you just keep it narrative based. Like if you just sat down and read like all of First Maccabees with your kids, they probably would just sit and listen the whole time because kids love like story narrative type stuff. Or you read like all of First Kings. Like I had a friend whose kids would like memorize all of the battle numbers and stuff like that and where it all happened. Be like, oh, 70,000 people died in this battle in like First Kings. Kids just like stuff like that. You just keep it to that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's well, like here, I'll just read this. I'll read three things. So there's three sentences and they're all from each different sermons. So it says like God made all the days of the week. He might have kept them all, but he has given you six and is reserved to himself only the seventh. Uh there's nothing easier than to pray to God, and there is nothing more comforting. If only one would do so much for god as he does for the world like this is literally like one sentence is each they're all from different sermons but they're all like self-explanatory just read anyone can read this book it's like a tiny book hey you can fit in your pocket literally is it like like a tan is it like a tan breast tan tan press book yeah actually it is (laughs) bro yeah and it's three dollars it's three dollars those those books are the best i have one like right here yeah, you know who recommended me this book? Wonders of His Holy Name. Very you, wonder, good. you know who recommended me this book? Who? Louis Bernard. Louis Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need to bring him back. Bring him back, bro. Dude, bring him back. Th- these these tan press books that are like that long—they're so good. You just sit down and read them in like an afternoon. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh. So why don't you keep the Sabbath? I do. Dende, why don't you keep the Sabbath? We do. What? Who was arguing with me the last time then that actually like Sabbath observance isn't a thing? Um, I don't care. I don't know. I, who cares, dude? No, you have to go to church on Saturday. Uh, no, no, they're like, they're like, no, actually, like, we don't keep the Sabbath anymore. Like, the fourth commandment doesn't apply, and the Lord's Day has nothing to do with the Sabbath. Well, Rhea. Exactly. That's what I was saying. <laughs> well. Okay. So, other than your obvious disagreement with him, what do you think of Melina? The stuff that I've gotten from Melina, like, on non-grace like issues, have actually been 
pretty good. Uh, I had a professor translate a uh, part of his commentary on this on the census of scripture in, uh, in one of Prima Pars. And it was like pretty good stuff. So I mean, I mean, he's a he's not like an idiot or anything. I have a book called Sources. Let me actually get. Let me look at the title of this book. It's called Sources in Late Scholastic Monetary Theory, and a lot of it is Molina, which is weird. So yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Based, yeah, a lot of the School of Salamanca did economic stuff. Yeah. Okay, why do Catholics worship Mary and don't love the Word of God? Real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, are you are you aware of the recent movement in some Protestant circles like uh, Leighton Flowers and Idol Killer that Pelagianism being the position of the pre-Augustinian Church? Real, real, dude. That's why it was actually condemned. Like that's they what, all that's just, why the, the they East, all just got convinced, dude. Bro, basically the East was just like, oh my gosh, I love I love Saint Augustine so much that I'm just gonna like condemn Pelagianism. Real. Bro, Saint Cyril of Alexandria is actually like a huge Augustinian. Him and him and Saint Augustine wrote letters back and forth. Real. I was talking to Hassan about it. Yeah, dude, Pel- Pelagius, like, wow, he's you're ab- This is right. This is the correct position, actually. This is real. Why didn't uh, Saint Thomas- <laughs> take that off? You go take that down. <laughs> take it down. Next question. This stream is racist because you started while I was asleep. Okay. Cry. Uh, let me. Hey, Scotus. Did Scotus pray the rosary? So true. <laughs> Problem. Problem. Maybe. Wait, did they have the, did they have the Franciscan rosary by then? Um, I don't know, but the Franciscans just copy whatever the Thomas do, uh, whatever the Dominicans do, <laughs> do it worse. The rosary is so real and important, then how come it's never ever even mentioned at the Council of Chalcedon? It is. Just, you didn't Okay, I'll ban it. them. Is the rule of the Theotokos really ancient, or is it Orthos ripping off the rosary and coping? What is the rule of the Theotokos? Uh, if you have to ask that question, then it's number two, ripping off the rosary and coping. If I don't know about it, then it's false. Yeah. Okay. Rule of the Theotokos is a Christian prayer in the Eastern Orthodox that consists of reci- reciting the angelic salutation 150 times. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> and they, yeah. oh, wow. And they, and they met, and they're, and the 150 angelic salutations are divided into 15 decades. Each decade focuses on some important event in the life of Jesus Christ and wow. his virgin mother. Wow. Real. It's Real. the birth of the Theotokos, the presentation of the Theotokos, the Annunciation, visitation, birth of Christ, meeting of the Lord, flight into Egypt, loss of Jesus in Jerusalem, miracle in Cana, Theotokos standing beside the cross, resurrection, ascension, descent, dormition, glory. Wow. Huh. Um, I think that, I think. I think the first. I think it's ancient. The rosary ripped it off, dude. The Latins, dude. Some believe that the that the mother of God showed the rule to people in the eighth century A.D. and it was later forgotten and was rediscovered by Saint Seraphim of Serov. Wow! In the eighteenth century, 
Interesting, dude. Oh, actually, uh, actually, the rosary was revealed in the eighth century AD. No, that's Saint actually Dominic made that's it actually up. really funny because Seraphim Serov, uh, fun fact, but he was probably an old believer. Uh, Russian Orthodox will cry when they hear this, but he probably was an old believer. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird. I actually like Seraphim Serov. Not a not a bad Thomas Joseph White. My favorite Thomas, contemporary Thomas. Your favorite contemporary Thomas, Militant Thomas. Oh, real? <laughs> I forgot about that one. I just heard your door open. Is is that Augustine? Did he open the door? Did he no, grow no, and open the door? He's just screaming outside. If Catholicism no. real, why David Erhan exist? No, that's David Aaron. That's David Aaron. 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 <laughs> David, who's David Aaron? Dude, what? Kids should read Alphonsus's preparation for death. Uh, I guess. So true. I mean, you could read it at any age, but like, uh, odd, odd suggestion. No, it's not. It's well, that depend. That depends. Does reconfessing one's previously absolved sins remove more of the temporal penalty for them? Yes, it does. Wait, really? Yes. Like Actually? even yes, even you should you. If, yes, uh, I can't. I think uh, Blessed Pope Pius IX talks about this. Uh, I had no idea about this. Yeah. I never heard this. So if you if you go to confession and you have no mortal sins to confess, what you should do is you should think of a mortal uh, sin that you commit in your past life and confess it. Past life, bro. Reincarnation. <laughs> Pat, no, not that. Like... <laughs> bro, bro, real. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Reincarnation. I was, I was kind of wondering how Saint Thomas went to confession every single day. I was like, bro, how, how did, what did, like, what did they do in the confessional? Did you just kind of sit there and say, like, I'm gonna make a general confession again because I can't think of anything? Like, no, he probably just confessed the sins from his past life every single day. Like once again, reincarnation. Reincarnation, dude. Pretty sure the Baltimore Catechism says we don't keep the Sabbath. I'm sure we're equivocating on the meaning of Sabbath. What is the best way to debunk the essence energies distinction in a metaphysical way? The um, best way to point and laugh and say this is a metaphysical way. <laughs> no, you just you just um Really, it's just a process of reading the positive arguments uh, for divine simplicity. Like, for example, in the Compendium Theologiae, they're pretty simple, pretty easy. You just read those arguments and then ask yourself, like, okay, does an, a distinction in essence and energy, that is a real distinction, does it go against uh, this uh, conclusion that we've wrought from these positive arguments? Like for like the the one of the classical examples is that you can't have uh, multiple parts in God because uh, then you would have uh, something existing. You know, one of them, something would have to exist before the parts in order to uh, bring together certain parts into a whole, and nothing exists before God. Therefore, you can't have um, multiple parts. Like something something like that. So you'd have to have something which came before the essence and energy to bring it together into into a certain whole. Um, or if you had the uh, essence exist before the energy, and then the energy wouldn't be God because it'd be something which is um, created. They, they believe in uncreated uh, energies. So 
again, again, I've tried to square this in my mind. Like, how does this reasoning process work? It just doesn't make sense. It's like making an incoherent statement, you know? You know, Dende? No, I don't. If I said, like, potato chips are my favorite color, that would be the, like, level of coherence of saying, like, the essence energies are really distinct in God. Potato chips are my favorite color, though. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you have the news? I do. Next yeah. question. Christian, question does Molinism it. does not undermine the classical classic arguments for God. I will say it now and say it again. Yes, it does. No. Yes, it does. Yes, no. it does. No. Yes. No. Because really, what you're gonna have to you're gonna you're gonna have to have God dependent on something which is not caused by Him, which is Real. gonna be yeah. Real. Next question. Real. What do I think of Suarez? Two thumbs down. I like Suarez. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was big brain, um, but he was not a pure Thomist. So no, 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 no. The, the late, the later, the later tradition, the later tradition learns a lot from from Suarez. A lot of uh, important insights he had. For example, in law and metaphysics. So true. Real. We can't we can't cry too hard about Suarez. Suarez is cool. Suarez is really good. You shouldn't hate Suarez. I don't. Either. I don't hate Suarez. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Michael J C Doe, or Do. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, don't hate Suarez, and you should you should promote Suarez against Christian's wishes. So what is the definition for distinction in energy distinctions? That's what everybody asks. Nobody knows. Like, define distinction for me. They can't. Boom. Question for Dende. Have you read St. Thomas's commentary on the Book of Romans in which he ties together ancient Jewish symbolism with scholastic philosophy to show uh, what the... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. No way. No way. No way this no way this is you. No way it's St. James. Real? Is this is this St. James? I don't know. It is, dude. This is him. Dude. <laughs> wow. Next question. Uh, Christian, do you know what the point of the mask is? The point of the mask? No. Yeah. Like, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I just don't, I don't have the You don't know, know what the, the point news. of the mask is? No. Like in Romans, like, you know what he's talking about? The point of the mask? <laughs> yeah, the point of the mask. Like, what's the whole essence of the mask? You know, I looked it up. Can't find anything about the point of the mask. That's, dude, look up the words. What's the point of the mask? You'll find it instantly, dude. Bible Hub will come right up. What's. Okay. Okay. Oh, there's a, it's a song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let, let me, let me see. <laughs> Point. Oh. Yes. 
yes, yes. Um, 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 um. What's that's what the mask is. That's what the point of the mask is. So you see, I'm trying. You won't see me crying. I'll just keep on smiling. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and it ke- just keeps on piling. It's so terrifying. But I keep on smiling. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I've been carrying too much for so long. Been comparing <laughs> myself for so long. Been wearing a smile for so long. It's real. So long. It's real. So long. It's real. 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 <laughs> clipped. 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 Everybody clip that. Everybody clip okay, that. Okay. Okay. So can you go to confession many times a day without limit in principle? Unlike communion, which is limited to only two times a day. Confession has no limits imposed by canon law. Yeah, sure. Guess technically you could. Uh, if Kath true, why people end up in different Christian sects after looking into the evidence? What? <laughs> okay. Everyone should pray the rosary, which is all three mysteries daily. This is what Mary and the saints meant by the rosary. 15 promises for the 15 decades. Five decades is for children, as St. Louis says. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's important to know that uh, when they say that you have to pray the rosary daily, that the only thing that they're asking is at least the five decades. That's what... Uh, if you look at the original statement from Fatima, where it says pray the rosary daily, they're only talking about the five decades. It's tercio, I think, is the word in Portuguese. So you don't have to do the 15, but you can. It's it's more pious. This is this is what uh, St. Louis de Montfort asks. Yeah, he does say 15, I think. But... Everyone always goes, oh, no, I've been praying my rosary daily, but I didn't realize I have to do 15 decades like you don't. Oh, guess guess it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cry, cry doesn't count, doesn't count. So do you pray the Luminous Mysteries? That's a big question. Me? Yeah. Dude, I don't – I actually don't like do the – I don't even do like the uh, – when I pray, I just think of the crucifixion. Like when I pray the rosary, I just. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, like I have a pamphlet to go by the days to do like the mysteries, but I just don't. Like I just think of the crucifixion. That's all I do. Yeah, I've I have before uh, just like meditated on whatever I wanted for each one of the as each one of the mysteries, the kind of like whatever I've been reading about. Or, yeah, or you're su- you're supposed to do the you're supposed to do the set ones, but I just like. S- Sometimes I'm just not there, like in my room. So I'll just, you know, do whatever you want. I'll just no, I'll just do the. I'll just say the rosary and do it like just the, uh, just the crucifixion. It's easier for me to do it that way. Do does going to mass daily or more and offering your past sins help remove the temporal debt as, debt as well as remove it? Yeah, it does. Okay, so do schismatic bishops have jurisdiction? Not ordinary jurisdiction. Okay, so I know you're a Thomist, but may I ask, do you have any SCOTUS manuals, books, textbooks, etc.? And also, may I ask, what is the uh, doctrine of the church on usury? Is it sinful only due to amount? Uh, For your first question, no. There are some Latin manuals, but nothing in English when it comes to SCOTUSM. 
There is uh, a what's his, what's his name's book. Um, somebody wrote a book on uh, metaphysics. Gideon went over it. So you just go to Byzantine Scotus. Well, it just says Scotus manuals, books, or textbooks. It doesn't. He's not only asking for manuals. You could just, like, just Walter. look up, like, th- philosophy of SCOTUS. Yeah. Like, any, like, you literally have the Ordinatio on your shop. Yes. You could just say yes. that. No, dude, but, this was, bro, dude, you could have just most, plugged your well, own thing. Dude, You've, but, okay, okay. Wow. Yes, I could have plugged my own thing. Go to my website, go to shop, go to theology. There's some SCOTUS up there that I've been working on. I do need to um, come out with the next volume, though. I'm in Slack and all that. If you have that link I sent you, well, actually, I just sent the text. Uh, Alan Wolter, his um, Summa Metaphysicae, 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 I'm sorry. Metaphysicae. I've heard with classical pronunciation, it's Kai. It is with I've Kai. Been, I've been, Kai, but it's where we don't use the classic dude, pronunciation. I've been. The, just answer of, his next the, question. Just bro, shut up and of, answer his all next of the question. Materi- all the materials I've been using have been classical pronunciation. So. Cry. Okay, next question. What is the church's okay. doctrine on usury? Usury is per se sinful. There you go. Yes. You can't charge for the use of something. That does not mean that you're not allowed to take any sort of um, recompense. So, for example, if you like the, I don't know. Because you give somebody a hundred bucks, it's going to cost you like five dollars because you could have used the hundred bucks for something else. It's going to cause you five dollars worth of loss. You can charge the person five dollars and say, "Okay, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks. Uh, give me back like a hundred and five because the five dollars is going to cover like what I could have used the money for and uh, and so on and so forth." Uh, but you cannot charge somebody interest for it. That is, make money on money. So there's which your differs from recompense. You didn't explain it. I mean, I know how it. No, does, no, you're making. You're making. It's a difference between making money on money, and the difference between getting a recompense for the losses that you're. Yeah. Okay. Incurring there you go. Or something. There you go. Ask. Yeah. There you go. Like for like, uh, I'll, I guess I'll give an example for it. Like, let's say you you lend a hundred dollars to ten friends, and you know one of them, and you know you have a ten percent chance of not getting your money back from one of your friends. You could. Uh, you could charge $110 back to make up for your, the loss that you're going to incur, or at least the possible loss you're going to incur for not getting your money back because there's a danger in lending money. Okay, so is it true that uh, the Summa was put side by side with the Bible at the Council of Trent? What? I've heard that before, but I don't think it's I've real. I've never heard that in my life. Really? Yeah, the altar the altar apparently had the Bible and then the Summa. Can't they just appeal to the same distinction in the Trinity? No, they cannot appeal to the same distinction in the Trinity. And if they do, then they're going to have a fourth hypostasis, and that's going to be a problem. They're going to have a fourth person in the Trinity. Or if they say it proceeds from each one of the persons, that they're going to have six people in the Trinity. And that's not going to be good. So they can't appeal to the same sort of distinction because the distinction between the members of uh, between the persons of the Trinity is real. The distinction between the essence and the persons are virtual. So they cannot say that because they would be in big trouble. (laughs) 
there is a seventh, certain seventh day uh, people watching this right now making hundreds of one minute clips. Who is that? Hagen, stop. Stop any being thoughts? seventh day Adventist. Any thoughts on Hegel? Um, I have no thoughts on Hegel. Um, be careful with Hegel. He's not, he's not a Thomist, so he's wrong. Be careful with Hegel. Uh, nothing too terrible, though. Okay, so how does Molinism make God dependent on Sith? He didn't cause if knowledge of counterfactuals of freedom in possible worlds is supposed to be rooted in God. Like no Molinist says God doesn't ground it. No, that's the whole point. Like the dif- distinction between the Thomistic and Molinistic view of counter counterfactuals. Because the Thomist is going to say that uh, God decrees all things whatsoever comes to pass, whether free or uh, contingent or necessary. So the the grounding of God in his causality when it comes to um, when it comes to counterfactuals, that is the distinction. So, yeah. Jesus did Lord's Supper reclining at table. Roman Catholics don't. Catholicism debunked. Okay, so one can go to confession 300 times a day. Yes. Which Vatican II document is your favorite? Um, Next question. Dave Airboom is pretty good. No, this is not going to be another, like, what? what's your favorite woman theologian question? Yeah, yeah, you guys got me with that one. Like, what's your favorite Vatican II document? Um, next question. Uh, next question. Bro. Okay, somebody's asking about the Caroline Divines. The Caroline Divines are basically one massive Anglo-Catholic cope. Like, the Caroline Divines aren't, like, muh, like, Anglo-Catholics like people think they are. Weren't they they all Arminian? Well, yeah. Well, Arminian was being used in a different sense uh, back then. I uh, I understand. The issue issue with the calling the Caroline Divines, like, Tractarians or Anglo-Catholics or whatever, is, like, they would, like, anathematize, like, the second Nicene Council and stuff like, like, Nicaea too. And, like, they they were very, um, like, conservative Anglican within the 39 Articles type thinkers. So they thought, like, purgatory was damnable and and stuff like that. So they aren't like John Henry Newman. People think that the Caroline Divines are some sort of, like, like, proto-Newmanites or something. They, They just weren't. Oh, you were right, Dende. It means a third. Yeah. Yeah, boom. Are there devotions particular to the ordinary? Yes. Yes, there are. Um, if you like the Our Lady of Walsingham devotions in particular. Does Dende like being called Little Green? What? What? I catch the reference, but no. Just pray four rosaries daily, then you can then you can the luminous. Real. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Okay. Thoughts on Zippy Catholic in general? I have no idea. 
Uh, can you elaborate on the jurisdiction of schismatic bishops? You said not ordinary jurisdiction. Do they have another kind of jurisdiction? Yes. Supply. There's, yeah, there's what's called supply jurisdiction. So uh, Paul talks about this uh, in regard to confession in the East. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is how how do the Eastern schismatics get the sacrament of penance? Because the sacrament of penance requires some sort of jurisdiction uh, from, from one's bishop uh, for a priest to be able to validly absolve. Yet uh, the church has spoken of the East having uh, uh, being able to validly absolve. So how does that work? Uh, and the answer is going to be what's called supply jurisdiction. So since the since the sacraments were made for man, not man for the sacraments, the church uh, will heal uh, deficiencies which are found in the sacraments and uh, thus uh, validate um, them by supplying jurisdiction in an extraordinary and not an ordinary manner. So there you go. Um. Uh, how does usury differ from investing in stocks and other forms of financial speculation don't know i don't do financial speculation um because it's not like what i mean there's no there's no comparison usury is like usury is like oh yeah uh i'm i want you to like uh, pay me back with interest and then this is like you put your money in a thing so you're turning your money into the pro you, like your your money is disappearing and it's turning into part of a company so like you're ch exchanging your money for like the valuability of a, a part of a company and that fluctuates it's like investing in gold it's like ch exchanging your money for gold gold becomes like more profitable and then you like sell the gold and then you get more money. Same thing. There's no, there's no difference really. Like the same thing with crypto, dude. Boom. Refuted. Destroyed. A, Bro, a, if my rosary, abominable. Dude, is my rosary valid if it's a Novus Ordo rosary, not an SSPX rosary? No, it's not. No, fake. <laughs> Never. Disgusting. Just kidding. Okay, there is a few more. I'm going to star the rest of the comments I see. and Well, the good comments I see. And uh, no more questions. Unless you really, really want then, then just uh, then super, super me. Okay, so... Somebody asked, hey, Scholastic Answers, you claim to be a Thomist, yet you cannot read the Summa in Latin. Curious. Actually, the Summa is the only thing I read in Latin, interestingly enough. I do my daily summa reading in Latin as practice. So, debunked, destroyed. Yeah, it really helps because if you go to Aquinas.cc and you double tap, uh, you have to turn turn on something on the website and you double tap one of the Latin words, it'll actually gloss it for you. So it's really helpful. Um, that is an English Latin side by side. So it's really helpful when it comes to being able to practice your Latin. So I really do suggest uh, using it as a resource for practicing your Latin. So. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to, to tell everybody how much I love. Okay, so do you think Cajetan's commentary on De Ente et Essentia introduced mistakes in the Thomas tradition like Fabro said? No, Fabro is dumb. Anybody that says that is just coping. Like, oh, my, actually, uh, hylomorphism wasn't a Thomistic idea. Like, cry. Cry about it. Just literally read St. Thomas's, um, like... 
entire commentaries. Yeah, like he has an entire commentary on Aristotle's metaphysics. Like he discusses this stuff in autistically uh, autistic detail. So it's not that hard to just find out that like actually Cajetan ruined everything. It's just dumb. Who is Fabro, dog? I've never Fabro. heard of this. He, yeah. he's, he's the guy, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he's the guy that Gilson got a lot of his... Uh, yeah, stuff. yeah. That, maybe no, it's, maybe I, it's I know that. No, no, it is. It, it no, it is. It is Gilson got it from this guy. But I've ne- I don't know his like real name. What's his real like actual name? Uh, what, Febro? I'm trying to find his first name. Cornelio Febro. Wow, that's a dumb name. And it's Etienne Etienne Gilson. Etienne is his first name. Oh, he's a priest. Oh, my. I'm sorry. <laughs> CSS. Uh, Italian okay. Thomist Cornelio Febro. He died in 1995. Dang, I could have went. You know, I wasn't alive in 1995. So. Known for pride. Chapter so explores that... Febro's writing on the Leonine revival of Thomism. If anybody hates Neo-Thomism, don't trust them. They're wrong. No, no. Febro was also interested in modern philosophy, particularly the relationship of Kierkegaard's thought. No, what? Critical analysis of progress. No, no. Crying, crying right now. So where do you see your apostolate in 10 years? 10 years. This is this like a job interview question? Uh, Eventually... Eventually, we will expand into translation work. Just probably just a crap ton of resourcement. Basically, just getting getting stuff into English, um, and and basically writing. Uh, like kind of, if you ever heard of, if if you're familiar with the Protestant world, like Richard Mueller. Richard Mueller. He's he basically like single handedly uh, brought back interest into the Reform Scholastic movement by just like writing a lot just about them like oh like i read this piece in i i don't know like banyas let me just write a random like journal article about how great banyas's thought on this is it's like not like super hard just like explain to people like oh this is what banyas thought about this piece of christology and just do that over and over again and then eventually write like a synthesis of what everybody in the in the tradition thought on this he has what's called the post-reformation reform dogmatics where he basically just explains what everybody believed on these various different low sides. So I think stuff like that would be, would be really cool. Um, trying to do both translation and then like taking the thought, basically just copy and pasting the thought of somebody else into, uh, into a language, which is accessible. So, yeah, that, that's cool. That's sort of where I see it. I don't know. I'm sure I'll have like personal development that'll kind of change direction, but broadly speaking, it's going to be within that uh, towards that direction. So how can Muslims worship the same God as Catholics if they deny the Trinity and we say the same for Jews? Yeah, what they're talking about specifically when it comes to Muslims is uh, is natural religion. So something which is so, – so by nature, we don't know the Trinity. We only know the Trinity by revelation. So by nature, within natural religion, they uh, – people generally direct their worship towards – uh, the, the so-called God of nature. So what they can know about God uh, from nature is that he is singular in, in essence. They, they know that. So Muslims direct their, really direct their worship towards that that God of nature. 
And it, it isn't something which is efficacious. They don't have, it's not an efficacious and supernatural charity towards God. It's really just talking about, I, I, I really, like when it comes to that section of Lumen Gentium, I, I like, yeah, obviously I agree that like the theology is correct, substantially correct. But it, it seems, I don't get what like the, the whole appeal to is, what, what the whole appeal um, is in like, basically saying nice stuff about people like, Oh, you're really nice. and You're good at this, but yeah, we still think you're like heritage. Like when, when you, when you like cat saying, Oh, I really appreciate like the reformed uh, emphasis on, I, I don't know, um, like sacred scripture. Like, yeah, obviously there's, there's a native Catholic emphasis on sacred scripture that we have in certain movements, but it just seems disingenuous. Like, yeah, you guys worship the god of nature inefficaciously and derive no merit from it and are still going to hell. But yeah, you guys direct your worship towards them. Like, really, is that really like a compliment? Is that supposed to make us buddy now? You know, you get you get that. You get what I'm saying? Ten dollars. Oh my! Whew. I'm 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 rich now, man. What what is the A and oh, that's his name. Best book on Trinitarian philosophy and the multiplicity of the persons in any way philosophically demonstrable. I did not mean to be able to prove the full doctrine of the Trinity. Okay. So my best books on philosophy in relation to the Trinity and the philosophical demonstrability of it. Okay. So this is actually slightly, this is going to be slightly different from what I normally um, will recommend because this is specifically asking about philosophy. Oh my, this chat 69, uh, block user, block, they're blocked. Um, okay, so the best ones, uh, specifically talking about uh, philosophy, dude, you're going to want to block. Did they? Yes. An error occurred. Okay, put user in timeout. There you go. They're timed up for five minutes. Okay, so I'm finally going to answer your question. If you look at Bernard Lonergan, Bernard Lonergan, his uh, A Trinitate Pars Dogmatica, I think it's just, if you just look up Bernard Lonergan on the Trinity, his Pars Dogmatica and Pars Systematica, his, uh, I think it's called Doctrines and then Systematics, that really, really good on this question. Really good. Also, uh, something which I think might be slightly better, although it's less accessible, it's a bit harder to read. Uh, Father Reginald Marie Garrigou Lagrange, his commentary on um, on the Trinity. If you just look up uh, Garrigou Lagrange Trinity, I'm just googling all this stuff to make sure if you Google it, it pops up. Garrigou Lagrange Trinity. Yep, it's the first thing that comes up: Trinity and God the Creator. That is another really good, and make sure you do the Documenta Catholica um, Omnia. Make sure you do that version uh, because the EWTN version doesn't have all of the uh, material on it. So, yes, those two are really good. Uh, Gary Goodlagrange treats the philosophical issues very, um, very precisely. It is very, honestly, it's the hardest book I've probably ever read was Gary Goodlagrange's commentary on the truth. Yep. Okay, so can I be a mod, Hounds of Justice? Yes, I will go on YouTube real quick and make you a mod. I'm playing Rocket League right now. You're playing Rocket League, Christian. 
Wow. Hello? Yes. Hello? Hello? Are we live right now? Hello? Live right now? Are you playing... Have you ever played Rocket League before? What's your thoughts on Maritan? Oh, I actually did a did a post... Post... Uh, when I cut off questions. So, I guess we have to answer the question. What What does everybody think about uh, um, Maritan? Good old Jacques. You're asking me? Yes. What do you think about him? I think you know what I think why what do, what do you think uh, i don't know bro what do you, what do you think that i think i made you a mod hounds of justice by the way if anybody else wants to be mod i'm going to keep it up so i can go back this isn't wait this is okay never mind you you know my thoughts on mr mary Tan. okay so my thoughts is when it comes to his political thought, don't read him. When it comes to like general, like uh, some other points of philosophy, like his, he can't, he was supposed to come out with a manual. Unfortunately, he did not. Very sad. But like his stuff on like formal logic, like, yeah, that stuff is good. He and, and the rest of um, the tradition of the manuals really look back to Maritan as a good example of a Thomistic philosopher. But yeah, like his, his like integral humanism and stuff, like, yeah, don't read that. Please mod me, sir. Okay. Okay, James Gilbert. I guess I'll answer your question again. Is Lonergan's method of theology any good? I've not read it. But from from all other methodological statements that he's made, I'm sure it is very good. Okay, no more questions answered. No more. No more. I will be answering the questions I already starred. Okay, where is... I'm trying to look for the person that asked me to mod them. I can't find it right now. Um, okay, I have eight more starred questions. In your opinion, what is the best answer to the problem of evil? I think St. Thomas's answer is the best. It will go, it's in Prima Pars. Question, well, I think two. I think it's article two. Oh my, am I right? Is it answer to the second objection? Oh, no, it's Article 3, so I'm a fail. So the answer to R1. Really succinct, really good. So I'm going to share my screen. So how, if God real, why I have no girlfriend? This is the answer to it. As, as, uh, no. No, I shared the wrong screen. This is my the reading I was doing in Tract on Grace. Sorry about that. I was very confused. Boom. So, as Augustine says, since God is the highest good, he would not allow any evil to exist in his works unless his omnipotence and goodness were such as to bring good even out of evil. This is part of the infinite goodness of God, that he should allow evil to, to exist and out of it produce good. So, yeah. Saying evil is evil in itself, yes, but evil works towards uh, the goodness of the whole. That's the best answer to the problem of evil. Okay, I already answered that. Does God love all equally? I distinguish. According insofar as um, they are creatures, I concede. Um, insofar as he gives the special love of redemption, I deny.
so does God hate people? That's another question. No. We're talking about Jacob God I love but Jesus, Jacob I love but Esau I hated. What? Literally in the Bible, cry. He doesn't hate people. Malachi one. Jacob I love but Esau I hated. I don't think that's what he means. Saint Saint Thomas literally quotes this. Doesn't hate dude doesn't hate people. By by hate. Yes. See, look, Malachi 1, 2, and 3. I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. Yes, yeah, St. Thomas quotes this. And he says by hate, um, he is meaning reprobation. So, yeah, we're not using hate. Yeah, that's real. We're not using hate in its proper sense. We're using hate in a certain improper sense, that they're not wishing them some particular good. That is the that's, good of that's what, I, that's what I was implying. He doesn't, like, hate you. What? Yeah, Hello? but I mean, if if scripture if scripture can use the language, then I can use the language. Cry. Yeah, but but that's not what he. Okay, real trust. Okay, yeah, and it's in it, in its proper sense, no, but in an improper sense, yeah. Well, actually, well, I'm gonna actually all cry, Dende. Cry, cry. I, real. I want to see you cry on stream right now. Oh, how about uh, you cry? How about you, you cry? How about you cry? How about you? Next question. Okay, okay, okay. We have five more questions. Unless somebody asks a really good one. What do you think is wrong with the reform view of the possibility of infallible assurance? So we can know something in three different ways. The first way we can know something is by some sort of revelation of that fact. And in this way, uh, we can know the the fact that um, we are going to be uh, saved. We can have assurance of final perseverance in a certain revelation of that fact, or even an assurance of being in the state of grace. Actually, I'll leave it at that. So, yes, in that way, we can know about it, and it does occur and has occurred to certain uh, saints. In the second way, we can know things through their proper causes, and knowing things through their proper causes it is what gives us a certain infallible assurance of something. And uh, this is uh, called knowing something a priori or according to the ontological order rather than merely according to the logical order. And in this way, we cannot know uh, whether uh, we're in a state of grace or not, because this would require us uh, knowing uh, in a certain manner the essence of God in a way in which we can't know it. So uh, this, in this way, we cannot know whether we're in a state of grace. And in the third way, we can know something conjecturally, that is reason from some sort of signs to a probable uh, opinion about the existence of something. And in this way, we are able to know uh, that we're in a state of grace, but not without a prudent, um, a prudent fear of doubt. Uh, that that we're wrong about it. So, yes, uh, I would I would distinguish. Uh, but yeah, infallible assurance, uh, no. But even like when I've pressed reform people on it, they don't really mean infallible assurance by infallible assurance. It's like really weird. And Lutherans are the weirdest on assurance. Oh my gosh, it's like yes, uh, you you not supposed to look to yourself, but you're supposed to look to uh, Christ for your assurance. And like you're supposed to look to the sacraments for your assurance, not to yourself. It's like, well, you like, yeah, like, but also you have to like look towards the fact that those things have been applied to you. That's the question. Not the question of whether, like, yeah, Christ died. Like Christ died for you. Be assurance, be assured that you are saved. Well, Christ died for plenty of people who uh, will not in the end be saved. So yes, very, very uh very confusing uh, when it comes to Lutheran views of assurance. Honestly, weirdest, weirdest thing ever. So isn't divorce licit in the case of adultery? No. 
Dende, do you have any answers? No, it's not. There you go. Oh. But but Dende, Dende, in the Gospels, Jesus says um, that uh, if a man divorces his wife, except in cases of adultery. Doesn't, uh, though. But what? It doesn't, Dende? Could you explain to me why? Because the the Greek word is not for adultery. It just it's for fornication. Why would that matter, Dende? Why are you doing this? You know why it matters. No, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to like get get Dende to participate and give oh, an answer. Okay, so the answer is because that's previous to the marriage, which proves the fact that something has to happen before the marriage, in order for you to get an annulment. So it's, it's there's no real divorce. There's only annulments, bro. Yeah, and I and I think is I think what really leads me to that reading because technically speaking, I, I could say like yes, both reasoning both both readings of the text are uh, reasonable on the face of things. But what really leads me to reading the text in the Catholic way that it is really basically talking about an annulment because it's some sort of uh, defect in the union is is because of the absolute inseparability of marriage, which is being emphasized over and over and over again by our Lord. Um, and, and sort of the, uh, both the, um, the reasoning of uh, protology, which is uh, first things when it comes to looking at the indissolvability of the union of Adam and Eve, and then also looking at the uh, eschatological reality of Christ in the church, something which is inseparable. So uh, the the question I always ask people is when they try to justify divorce based on adultery or some sort of sin against you is uh, is whether Christ uh, divorced you um, when you sinned against him so many times and sought forgiveness. No, of course not. So if Christ wouldn't do it to his church, you shouldn't do it to your wife. Oh. Thank you. You you think these streams are funny? Dende's funny, dude. It's all I'm Dende. Not. It's all Dende. Bro, they're back. What in the world? I hate them. I hate them. I hope they all die. <laughs> I hate them. Bro, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Blocked. Blocked. Bro, this, I, I'm telling you, it's. You you know you know the militant Thomist live streams are are truly from God because Satan is trying to overthrow the live streams. That's how that works. Very true. He is trying to overthrow live streams. Bro, why There's... are they? Bro, they sent like five. What in the world is wrong with you? I hate them. Bruh, Obi Patris. <laughs> sent by Ubi Petrus. Bro. But now now he's probably gonna say like actually I'm not debating Christian Wagner um, uh, yeah he, he's gonna get this clip and he's gonna post it everywhere be like actually this is an example of Christian Wagner being uncharitable towards me because he said a joke. Are you? Okay, so let me see how it many It wasn't even you, have? it was me. Yeah, it was you. Everybody's gonna tell tell him that it's you. Okay, so we're almost at two hours. Isn't divorce the case of oh, no no. So we have two two more questions, two more questions. 
Remember, answering no more questions unless they're really, really good. Unless you have a super chat, please Bro. send money. Please send money. Please Give us your Bro. money. Bro, Augustine is starving. Please send money or I will. Or, or I will. We are starving. So we will die, dude. Okay, so could Mary be considered the last remnant of pre-fall humanity since she was conceived without sin just as Adam and Eve were without sin? Um, I would... I get I get the sort of typological significance and in comparing Adam and Eve to our Lord and our Lady when it comes to this. But we also have to recognize that the the graces that were given to our Lady were different than the graces given to Adam and Eve. The the graces given to Adam and Eve in the preternatural gifts were greater than the graces given to our Lady in the preternatural gifts. And we see this from the fact that our Lady died. Uh, so she was not given the preternatural gift of immortality. So the gifts are different. I mean, some gifts are even greater in Our Lady, um, and some gifts are uh, lesser. So it, it's different. It's different. It's analogous, but different, you know? So, yeah, in a certain sense, in a, in a nuanced and qualified sense, we can speak of that. Hold on. Let me get... I have okay, to get okay. I will... I will I will answer this question. This question's good. Last question. Do you pray the full 15 decade rosary every day? Some days, but most days no. I don't pray the full 15. It's a little intense. I thought you said it first how. <laughs> no more questions, guys. Five seconds later. Yes. So two more questions. I thought this said how do you pray the five fifteen decades? A lot of people will just like do um like they'll do it uh like one an hour or something like that or like split it up into split it up and stuff like that which i guess it could be helpful what are you doing you're waiting for me to finish lexi just sits in there staring at me everyone donate money so that uh christian will not be able to spend time with his loving family so true everybody everybody <laughs> donate money so i have to not talk to lexi real dude you you for just pennies a day you can save this man from talking to his wife you can for just bro for just pennies a day you can save me from having to talk to women so true it's real help it's him. real help him he's bro. autistic he doesn't know how to uh bro i'm out i get, I get, uh, I get uh, bro i get nervous around women okay i'm scared of will women. you do the right thing so true okay last question last question guys no more questions after this three seconds later answers random question because i think it's good okay how can a purely actual being be the trinity since there are things that one person has that the other does not so uh this the distinction that we're going to make is uh when it comes to essence or nature there isn't something or even even actuality, which is really uh, we we can think of it uh, also in terms of power, like the 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 power by which the people uh, the people the persons of the Trinity uh, uh, generate and uh, in the other case proceed are is something which is essential. Like the principle by which the Father and the Son inspire the Spirit is the is the will of God. The principle by which the Father uh, uh, begets the Son is the intellect of God. Those those sort of imminent processions so really uh, there isn't anything that the persons have that they don't have it really is what distinguishes them is uh, some sort of opposition 
uh, between them in their subsistence, not uh, anything lacking when it comes to uh, the substance. So that's not why we can call the sun uh, assay. We can say that the sun is uh, has aseity and the spirit has aseity too, even though uh, hypostatically they have received that um, aseity from the father or from the spirit from the father uh, and the son. So I hope that uh, makes sense. Got two dollars. Oh, oh, Lexi's still not getting me. I understand not wanting to talk to women. <laughs> okay, how am I supposed to comment on that? Very long. Um, yes. So Lexi says women are annoying. For every dollar you send, a Christian of face mask is being burned in the fire. Real. Okay, so. The rosary was meant to be split up throughout the day so you can meditate on the life of Christ day in and day out. Really? I didn't know that. Is that, can anybody confirm that to me? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I assume that it was like the practice of splitting up was just like, if you, you can't like sit there for an hour and pray all 15 decades. It does make sense. Um, uh, yo, Oh my gosh, is there a troll in here? What are your thoughts on this verse? And lusted after her paramours there, and whose members were like those of donkeys, and whose emissions were like that of stallions. Are you just trying to troll me? You're funny. Anyway, so... Guys. That's in, is that in Jeremiah? Just don't answer. Well... Anyway. Um, Ezekiel. I think Thomas has a commentary on Ezekiel. I'm very curious what Thomas says on this verse. Don't, don't, dude, who cares? What? Dude, I'm very curious. Oh, he doesn't have one in Ezekiel. Oh, I'm going to die. Okay. Oh, he sent I'm you crying five, right He sent you five dollars. Five more dollars. Somebody sent this me five dollars. This man has donated you fifteen dollars. Another one sent you five dollars. Dude, I'm getting rich. Two five dollar super chats. I'm rich. I'm rich. So hopefully this chips into supporting a large Catholic family. So true. Second on the way. How long have we been married? Two and a half years? What? Why do you look at me like that? Was it not two and a half years? Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter years, two kids, one kid a year. Okay, so can you comment on St. Thomas's Dante uh, argument slash make a video on it down the line? Uh, you mean his argument for the existence of God from Dante? I will. Bro, 99 cents, dude. I'm getting rich. Dude, what are we going to do with all this money, Lexi? He he just typed the word 99 cents. No, he didn't. It's Oh, colored. no, he actually gave you 99 cents? Yes, it's colored, dude. Bro, oh, I, I, would, thought, I, would, I, thought, I, I thought he just Bro. typed the word. Is it? I think it might be because it's not like popping up on the top. Bro, this is so a big... will, you're going to do a video on the Dante, right? Yes, I will do a video on the Deante, so the argument good. from Deante. I have to check what Cajetan says about it. Is it. That's like a very interesting point in St. Thomas's career because he's very young when he's writing Deante at Ascensia. I think he's like 24 when he's writing it. Like, yeah, a lot of you are 24 out there. Are you writing Deante at Ascensia? No, that's what I thought. He's ma- he, he wrote it very early in his career, and he wrote it for some uh, Dominican brothers that needed some help. And then he just randomly like throws in this like argument for the existence of God at the end. And it's, and it's like, Oh, what are you, what are you doing here? 
So, but he has the literally the best, the best quote of all time. The best. A small error at the outset can lead to great errors in the final. Paddington's <laughs> <laughs> favorite word, favorite know, sentence they ever. They don't know that. Wait, do you want me to read this out loud? Like what he says? I have, yes. I have it. Okay. Oh my gosh, dude, this is so funny. Oh, all right, all right. Let me let me pull this. Let me pull the book down off the shelf. You want me to read this live? The, yes, uh, read it live, dude. Right. Daniel Roberts trolling me right now, bro. So true. Okay, so Ezekiel twenty three twenty. I need to find out like what the what the like the emissions thing is. Okay. <laughs> okay, you want me to? Uh, because a small stake. Uh, because a small mistake, small stake fail, small mistake in the beginning is a great one in the end, according to the philosopher in Primo Cholo et Mundi. And since what the intellect first conceives is being an essence, as Avicenna says in the Metaphysica, we ought first, lest we fall into error, through ignorance of them, state for the purpose of disclosing the difficulty they involve, what is meant by the names of essence and being, how they are found in different things, and how they are related to logical intentions, namely to genus, species, and difference. And here's Cajetan. This remarkable work is divided into two principal parts, the introduction and the treatise, which begins with the words, we must observe that. In the introduction, <laughs> in the introduction following the art of rhetoric, St. Thomas accomplishes three things. First, he puts the reader in the proper disposition. By showing the usefulness and necessity of what is to be said, using this argument, all who err concerning the principles of all intelligibles will err even more in other matters. I'm not even going to continue, but he, he just like goes on about, like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest quote ever. I'm, okay, I'm looking at the gloss to see what the gloss says. It's Ezekiel 23.20. Okay. I'm very interested in this, this like omission member thing. I've always wondered about that verse, so I'm, I'm going to look it up later anyways. Okay. Wait, just, no. just hold on. Let me actually read this. I found this really good. For the evidence of the major and its proof, note well that because the beginning is small in quantity, therefore an error in the beginning is called small. And because the beginning is great, virtually in as much as it virtually contains all the conclusion, therefore a small error in the beginning because... <laughs> dude as if like we didn't know this <laughs> if we couldn't conceive of like of like guys when you guys when you walk down a pathway and there's like a fork in the road the farther you walk one way the farther away you get from the other way boom so true boom Boom. To graze seeds so large as to overcome the deformity of their members. What is the graze seeds so large as to overcome? What what in the world is the gloss talking about? I am I'm very confused right now. I'm gonna look at the the uh, gloss of Hugh of Saint Char Char. This should have ended eight minutes ago. Should have ended a I bro. I need to find out the member thing, dude. Okay, so could you make a, a video <laughs> on chastity within marriage? Um, no, 
Yeah, I, uh, sorry about that. I don't think I'll do a video on chastity within marriage. That's like j- just read, just go to the Catechism of the Council of Trent, go to the sectional matrimony, and go all the way down to the bottom. I'm not like there's there's many disputed things on this topic anyway. You know, like um, uh, Mike, if you look at like I, I saw this reason theology stream one time, and everyone was like asking questions about like certain like things when it comes to like sexual ethics in the comments michael lofton's like let's talk about this like off stream and stuff like that why do you why is this guy in the comments like pestering me about will dende commit to praying the daily rosary i hope so i do owned owned i do destroyed (laughs) cry cry i mean to be honest i don't i don't pray all 15 but i try i i do do like the five dude that's that's such a good that's such a good idea to uh to pray them throughout like the hours of the day or something because i guess technically like you're awake for like 15 hours so uh, roughly so that would be actually super easy but like do you do the prayer like every single time you know do you do the salve regina every single time or do you just do it like once at the end like how about the like first prayers you know what do you do what like you know like Praying the the Salve Regina and then the uh, the ending prayer after the Rosary. Like, do you do that every time, or do you do it like just once a day, like when you do the last one? How about the beginning prayers, like the like the, the Credo three, and, yeah, the, yeah. and the three Hail Marys? I just I just do it all at once, though. Yeah, but if you were gonna do it, oh, once at the end, okay, okay, and you can skip the Apostles' Creed after the first time, okay, okay. I do it every time, King. Okay, let me look. I need to find about the member thing. Okay, so this is the gloss of Hugh. Hugh of St. Char. Bro, load, load, load! We will find out about the members. Boom. What do you, wait, what? Certain, Certain rat traps rat will rat tell rat you that you are not fulfilling what the Blessed Mother asked to Fatima if you don't pray the full 15. Yeah, they're wrong. Days. Yeah, they can't read Portuguese. They're wrong. Do you know anybody who can read Portuguese? Yeah. And I'm <laughs> I like five. Really? Shut up! Stop! Yes, what? I can read Portuguese. Why are you saying stop, dude? Stop coming after me. You need to do a show on the verse. I'm the, what am I going to name the show? Like, find out about... a. About horse members and emissions and stuff like that. Dude, like, stop. Stop what? responding to this guy. Bro, I'm finding. I'm finding. Oh, sorry, Augustine's sleeping. I'm finding out what this says. I. Oh my gosh, why is the commentary on this verse so long? I'm trying to find what it says. Dude, stop. Stop. I'm finding out what it says. You are dumb. You are dumb Cry. for actually listening to this guy. Cry. Yeah, by the way, do you guys know about the, like, seven prayers of St. Bridget? Yes, the Odes of St. Bridget. Dub. I do know about that. The Odes right. of St. Bridget, that's, yeah, that's a that's a lengthy one, though. It's 12 years. 12 years? Yes, it's a 12-year novena. Or novena. All right, not, not really novena, because it's not, like, nine. So. Oh, I actually went to Ezekiel... 20 rather than Ezekiel oh, 20. Oh, I actually, yeah, that's God's way of telling you stop trying to respond to this guy. Bro, I cry, cry. Dude, shut up. 
cry, cry. Pa Dude, no, that's a look at this guy's uh look look at this look at the third comment up. Like the one under like the chat bots. Pop Francis. Pop Francis. Pop Francis. Dude, you need an E after that. No, bro. That's that's legend. That's a crazy comment. That's going hard. Pop Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Pop, you do the ending prayer once. Give me prayers once. Bro, why can't? <sighs> I can't find it. I can't find it. I'm so mad right now. Guys. Okay, basically, okay, I will interpret the verse. Basically, what they're saying is that Israel is acting like a prostitute. They're not actually, like, saying that, like, they aren't They aren't speaking in, in a uh, sort of univocal sense when they talk about the flow and the, the members. So, there you go. Boom, I have the news. Wait, do we have the, do we have the, oh, I think, do I have that as one of my brand things? Is it this one? Now I'll tell you, I need to be honest, is every Dominican of the East Coast province that's listening to me right now uh, thinks that I should probably be denounced to a, a, a ecumenical council and probably burn at the stake. So true. Where are you? Okay. I think that's it. This two hour and 13 minute Q&A. So, Lexi says that you guys probably asked a bunch of good questions. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the super chats, everyone. I appreciate it. And God bless. And thank you, Dende. You're welcome. <laughs>